Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we give our takes on all things TV. Today, we'll be doing an episode on looking ahead to some TV shows premiering this fall and starting with an update on the strikes, since those things go very hand in hand. Before we dive in, Jenny, how are you? What's new? What have you been watching? (sighs) Nothing. I'm... (laughs) That's not true. That's... That's fake. I have been watching. I watched the first episode of Gilmore Girls because it felt like the first cool day. It finally got cold. Yeah, it finally the got cold. had a chill in the air and you were like, I, I got to have Rory. It was above 90 degrees. And I was like, oh, I could use some lip gloss. That is a reference to the first episode. So <laughs> you you're also wearing one. like a literal full on sweater, like a heavy <laughs> sweater. Like it's, it's 75 degrees outside. My windows are open this morning. It was 62. And I just haven't really warmed up because I've been inside all day like a little gremlin that I am. But I haven't been watching Gilmore Girls. I just watched the first. It was sort of just like a welcome fall sort of. Uh, And then I've been watching a lot of Taskmaster, which we've talked about before that British um, game show, because there's nothing that I really want to watch. Even things like, like Wheel of Time that I've been watching with Carter were sort of like, oh yeah, there's a new one on. Okay, we'll watch it. But it's not exciting what about you anything new well, that you've i finished been, uh... yeah the other black girl on hulu i'd been watching oh yeah it came out a week ago there were only 10 episodes and they were only 30 minute episodes but it took me a few days i it like started off really strong and then i thought it got kind of lost its way mm-hmm. uh, i'll do a full review that'll come out tomorrow so I don't need to say more, but yeah, I was feeling less enthused by the end. Otherwise, still watching Psych. I hate nice. I hate to say this. I finally hit my, like we sat down last night and put on Psych and I finally hit my point. We're five seasons in, mind you, where I was like, maybe we'll watch something else tonight. And that <laughs> was like, that was sad because I was like, wow, Psych's really maintaining its quality and interest level the whole way through. But I think that's just, it's just a matter of like, I've seen yeah, how many, that like over sixty psych episodes in a row. Basically, I just needed a little break. It's still good, but I think every show that has like a fatigue, you know, threshold, you just need a little break. You'll come back. Especially, it's procedural. So mm-hmm. if you're not as interested in like a string of case of the weeks, then it's easy to be like, mm, I don't know right now if that's what I want to watch. But really struggling to figure out what else to put on. We put on. Red Oaks, which is a 2014. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah. I watched it, it when it came out. Did you like it? I remember liking it. I remember it was one of the only free things at the time. I There was a, a time when I realized like, oh, I have the student prime. Let me see what is available for free on Amazon prime, which at the time was not that much. Like they just didn't have as much like Fleabag was not on there. And Red Oaks was one of their like very early originals. And I watched it and I think I watched the whole first season and I liked it. And then I think I started the second season and was like, okay, I'm kind of bored. And I never came back. I reached my fatigue threshold and never returned. Oh, that's scary. I like never do that with shows. Like if I watch a whole first season, I feel like I must watch the next season. Even if you get like two episodes in and then you're like, oh, never mind. I cannot remember the last time I did that. That sounds, what do they call it? Like a completionist. If you're like, if you start watching a TV show, you have to watch the whole thing. I relate to that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I could push back on that later, but you were going to say something about Red Oaks. As in, I don't finish TV shows? I think at this point, doing what we do, there have been many TV shows that you have not finished. Oh, yeah. And that you don't feel bad about. (laughs) If I watch a whole first season, I'm saying if I start the second season, I don't think I've ever watched the second, like a few episodes of a second season of something I watched the whole first season of and then quit. I guess. I mean, you're in season five of Psych and you're like thinking about quitting. I'm just saying like it happens. To be clear for the people listening, I mean, I took a day off from Psych. I will certainly (laughs) be going back to it probably tonight. I needed a night off. I don't actually quit it. I think my problem is, is that I, I agree with like, I don't think, I don't think there's any part of me that thinks like, oh, I'll never watch another episode of Red Oaks again. I just mean I paused it back then in 2014 2015 and have never picked it up again but that's not to say like i hated it i just 
Yeah. Um, I have a like a list of shows that I did that too, but like I can count them on two hands in my whole life. <laughs> like I just, I so rarely do it. But anyway, I'm like two episodes into Red Oaks. It's funny. It's cute. I'll probably use it as my like, well, I should say I'm including Matt in this too, because it's hard to find shows that he will also watch and he likes both of these. So we'll probably oh, nice. just kind of flip through the two of those until, until they're both over. And yeah, that's kind of our, I don't know, our nightly watch, but otherwise not watching much looking forward to some of these shows that are coming out that we're about to talk about but yeah before we dive into that we can zoom back out to some some strike strike discussion i have a piece of news probably people have heard this by now but the amptp and the wga have resumed talks resumed negotiation discussions as of today supposedly we heard a couple days ago that they were going to i haven't heard anything today although it's 9 a.m. in LA. So I'm assuming the actual conversation has not started yet. I am really hoping, along with probably everybody else in the world, (laughs) that this is like the beginning of the end. Like this is where they iron out what's happening in this new contract and stick to it. And then hopefully SAG follows suit. But SAG hasn't said, like they haven't given any update yet about when they'll be back in negotiations. It feels so, I feel like there's nothing I've ever been so uncertain about because yes, I'm hopeful that this will be like the beginning of the end of the strikes. Um, and yet they've already met a couple of times. Like the first time they met to talk, I was like, Oh good, here we go. Uh, and now it's been a couple of, of like seesawing back and forth like that. And now I'm just nervous that it all, <laughs> that it'll never end or that they'll have to cave to just like a bad deal. Fingers crossed. There have been enough TV shows that I was looking forward to that have now been pushed, and that's sad. I mean, I think they'll end up somewhere in the middle. Obviously, like it, the WGA isn't going to settle for the first deal. Mm-hmm. They pushed back like harder than the AMPTP would have liked last time, so they still didn't come to a deal. Seeing how these things normally go, they'll end up somewhere in the middle. Both sides will be a little sad. But what I don't understand... They they should settle for whatever the writers and the actors are asking for because the cost of them striking or the cost of them being in these strikes is insane. So Warner Brothers Discovery is one of the companies that's part of AMPTP, and they just like last week or two weeks ago announced that they expect their adjust they expect their earnings to take a hit of three hundred million to five hundred million dollars for the year. For the full year of 2023 from these strikes. So if they're losing 300 to 500 million dollars, and that's from obviously like pushing these shows and movies that would have come out in theaters, come out in streaming, made them money. They now don't have that income. Are they really gonna lose that much money by agreeing to the negotiations? 300 to 500 million? I know that that sounds like a lot, but don't you kind of think that's chump change for these production companies? Like a little bit, don't you think they're kind of just like Okay, it's a loss, whatever. I mean, yes. Yes, they make like 11 billion per year. So it's right. comparatively like nothing. But I I guess I would need to look up what the expected like cost to them of agreeing to these negotiations are, agreeing to the contracts that WJ and SAG want. To them, like if you look at it and from what I've seen of it, the WGA and SAG aren't asking for like insane amounts of money from the production company. They're asking for transparency on streaming numbers that's something that like streamers right now don't give any information about how the show's performance like viewership whatever but they but these companies realize that like in the end it will cost them more i understand that Mm -hmm. i'm not totally naive i get that they think in the long run this is going to cost them way more than 300 to 500 million that it's costing them right now it just seems silly yeah I have heard not to not to branch off into another branch of the tree, um, but I've heard that 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 knowing the numbers of these streaming shows may not be as much of a benefit as actors think it will. And at first I was like, why could that be like it could only be beneficial to have more information? Uh, And I kind of still think that's true, but I have heard that there are some like if they're trying to use that for um what to ask for like for compensation or for residuals or things like that there are just so there's no regulation i don't think like i think a lot of streaming services will cancel things based on like lack of viewership or whatever and then others will just keep them going like we've we know that apple has just like money to throw at things and 
I think a couple of other streaming services are similar. My my point that I'm getting away from is there are certain shows that maybe have like a really low viewership, but like a cult following that they've decided to keep on. And if they knew that they were getting such low views and like they knew that their counterparts were getting such high views, they might have expected to be paid more and then realize that their show is actually not doing well or like might jump ship when they're actually going to be continued I'm not putting this very eloquently, but do you know at all what I mean? Like the numbers aren't also aren't always as telling as they we hope they would be. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think the idea is without that information at all, probably most of them are being underpaid, or at least that's what they assume in terms of residuals. Like somebody, somebody posted, um, yeah, like a couple of them I think now have posted like the Breaking Bad Guy, the Orange is a New Black Girl, like their checks from Netflix streaming shows that we know do Yeah, well. there should be better residual contracts. But knowing the numbers just like in general, especially for newer shows, not shows that I'm, I'm not talking about residuals, I don't know that that would be like as telling in terms of what compensation would be worth. But because, it also doesn't make sense that they yeah. wouldn't know that though. Imagine you yeah, that's spend weird. your yeah. whole time making something, you put it out into the world and then you have no idea how it's doing. Like you don't actually have an idea of how it's doing in any analytical way. I would hate that. I'm assuming they hate that. So, and it doesn't make sense to me that they'd be hiding that unless they think they're going to lose money. Fair. Yeah. This is about my limit as well. <laughs> we can talk about what things have been pushed and or what things are coming despite the strike do you want to yes start? where do you want to start start with good news or bad news i want to start with some of the shows that are coming out because i just yeah, researched them it. all this morning and they're fresh in my mind and i'm excited about some of them especially the more the like very upcoming tomorrow tomorrow is sex education season four i'm assuming that's what you were talking about as well is, and not is. american horror story season 12 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know me well so sex education the third season came out two years ago maybe more than two years ago, and I've been eagerly waiting. I am sad that it's the final season. But I know yeah. what you're going to say before you even say it, which is it's better to go out on a high note. And you know what? I agree. I'm glad they're ending it now because, I mean, it took them two years to get this season out. If it's another two years, like they can't play high schoolers anymore. These are adults. They're old. They're old. <laughs> it's So that gets weird really quick. And it's like, do they go to college or university or whatever they call it in England? No, that would be weird. So it's good that they're ending it. It's a, such a good series that I'm sure I'll rewatch. So I don't need more seasons. I just need to rewatch it. And yeah, I'm pumped. Me too. All eight episodes are dropping tomorrow. And I'm certain that I will be finished them by like the end of the day or maybe Friday. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I get so stressed at the eight episodes dropping at once. I wish they were weekly because it's just I I mean I don't I know. I don't know. It's eight full hours of TV. Like when do I watch that? I especially when it comes on a Thursday, I just I don't know, do all of my stuff while I watch in the background. I don't like background watching it. It's not a for me, it's not I mean, I can't I can't completely do something else. But like I could fold laundry, you know, like I could do my tasks that I don't want to do. And they're made better by watching sex education. Sure. But eight hours, you're watching that during work if you watch that in one day. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be finished it by Friday, but I might be finished it by the end of Friday. I don't know. I wish I didn't have. I have a wedding this weekend, so I'm sure I won't be finished by the end Mm -hmm. of the weekend. But I will be finished by next week. And maybe we'll do a double take for the newsletter. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, are you at all excited about American Horror Story? I never, I know, like, this became, this had a lot of hype when we were in high school, college? Literally high school. This is, this show premiered in 2011. And Peter, Pete, what's the guy's name that got, everyone was, like, obsessed with him? Evan Peters. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two first names. <laughs> Evan Peters, yes. And I remember thinking, yeah, I like that actor. He was in that Sleepover movie, I think. I always um, think about him as being the guy from Sleepover. And at this point, I don't know if anyone else does besides us. <laughs> Except me. He's been in like all 12 seasons, I think, of American Horror Story. And I've heard he's a great actor. And I never want to watch American Horror Story, even though I know that it's supposed to be good, at least the first seasons. Have you watched all of them? I have watched zero seasons of this show. Oh, wow. Okay. We're in the same boat. I'm so I tried surprised. to watch the first season. No, because I was like, ooh, like spooky. Love it. Tried to watch the first season and it was so weird and a little too weird for me. 
like a little too like paranormal i can't remember no no like i have to imagine it was gore because that's the only thing that'll really turn me off like too bloody or too just like disgusting and now i can't remember specifically what it was from season one there was some sort of like black like a man and like a black like suit you don't need to go too much into detail i'm okay Something about it really perturbed me and I wasn't that interested. So I stopped watching it after like one or two episodes. And then I don't really hear people talking about it anymore. So I'm sure it's not at the level of phenomenon that it was when it premiered. However, this new season, which is the 12th season, as we said, stars Kim Kardashian in her first or at least her first like starring or semi-starring role in a scripted TV or movie. So I I imagine the Kardashian fans are excited. Lawyers can be actors too. Lawyers? Yeah, isn't that Kim Kardashian's whole thing that she was like in law school? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I I say her whole thing. I I obviously don't mean her whole thing. Her whole thing is being a Kardashian, but her like half whole thing. I actually totally forgot. She was like, I'm going to be a lawyer now. Um, Well, now she's an actress and we'll we'll see if it's... Good. We'll see if she's a good actress. Emma Roberts is also one of the American Horror Story mainstays. She's mm-hmm. back. And I think the premise is she's like a woman who's trying to get pregnant, but she thinks that this like entity, a paranormal entity or like a sinister force or a demon or something like that is keeping her from being able to become pregnant. And the trailer looks spooky, as always, is the vibe with this show. And Cara Delevingne and Logan from Gilmore Girls are also in it Chris something matt zucri <laughs> that's you're one. doing great today <laughs> why did i think his name was chris i don't chris know I, I guess no, his like, last name starts with the c no but that also premieres um, tomorrow on hulu was sarah paulson only in a few i know that's her name um only in a few of these i guess you've never seen them so i don't know why you would know yeah no i think she was in the first because that rings a bell for me too but i couldn't tell you like how many of them she was in because I remember her being like the face and everyone like Evan Peters and Sarah Paulson. Everyone was just like, ah, oh, mind blowingly good. Anyway, that's a lot of talk from two people who have never seen this show. That's true. We can move on. So there are yeah. a few other shows premiering in September. I wouldn't say I'm particularly enthused about any of them. So we could go. I'll go pretty quickly through the two that are like spinoffs. Uh, so sure. one of them is The Continental, which if you're a John Wick fan, you might recognize as the name of the hotel. That's the like safe haven for assassins. Like you can't assassinate each other there. I don't know. I've seen all four John Wicks. I was going to say, like, I don't recognize that. <laughs> it's very much as, like it's movies that like Matt gets super excited about and we put them on and I'm like, oh, yay, two hours of gun fights like there's barely any dialogue because they're just shooting at each other anyway that's what i that's what i think the movies are i'm sure people would argue with me this is a three-part television prequel story i think it's like three hour long episodes and yeah it's about the hotel it's about like how the hotel came to be it's set before the events of the movies none of the same people are in it i don't really know if people will be excited about this but potentially Honestly, that sounds more interesting to me than the John Wick movies, but. Yeah, but again, I think my description of the movies would people would argue with that that they're just people shooting each other. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe that's just what they like. And then the other spinoff show coming in September is called Gen V. And that is sort of a play on Gen Z, but where the V is vampire (laughs) <laughs> no I'm i didn't kidding. realize that no 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 I, I, oh. I literally made that up i have absolutely no idea why it's called oh that. dear it's a it's a spinoff of the show the boys which is that like dark superhero show on prime have you watched that no but i it's on my list someone maybe you said it would that i might like it or maybe it was oh. just i read the blurb certainly not me oh okay i watched I one episode of that show like three years ago and mm. the fir- I watched the first episode of the first season and it was horrible. It oh. was no, no, no. Like it was good. <laughs> it's oh. a good show, but like everyone was terrible. There was like uh, misogyny, sexual assault, violence. Oh, you were way too much gore. For, like, like overwhelming gore. I wasn't in the mood to feel miserable. miserable. I don't, yeah. Like it's just it totally didn't work for me. Very mm. rarely am I like, no, this is just too dark for me. 
and this that it was. But I don't know. I'm kind of interested in this spinoff because so the whole thing about the boys is that it's like bad superheroes, like superheroes are bad people instead of like good people that do good things. Mm -hmm. And this spinoff is about superheroes in training and they're in college. And I gather the vibe is still very similar. The tone is similar. So I might not like it, but I might try it. I love a good like people are in a school trying to hone their powers story. So I think that's why I'm interested because <laughs> I'm like, I do love. I'm a like, oh, a school for magic? Dark <laughs> academia, yes. magic school. That might be my favorite genre. Yeah. But again, the tone might be too dark. So we'll see. That comes to Prime on September 29th. And the last show we have on our list coming in September. Have you heard of this one, Jenny? It's called Still Up. Only because I listened to an interview with Craig um, Roberts recently for some The reason. Red Oaks guy. Yeah. But the, otherwise, no, I don't know anything about it. And I was surprised to see it on this because I was like, oh, I've heard of that. But <laughs> yeah, it's coming to Apple TV. And I only know about it because every once in a while I go on the Apple TV upcoming TV shows page since they do zero marketing otherwise. And I have to go on there just to see what's coming out. It doesn't have a lot to it in terms of a premise. I think that's because it just seems like a simple rom-com, rom-com series. Which and I like. This is their second rom-com comedy series of the last few months, Apple TVs. I mean, they put out Platonic a few months ago, which had Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. This one stars Craig Roberts and Antonia Thomas. And as I mentioned, Craig Roberts is the lead in Red Oaks, which we were just talking about. But otherwise, I don't really know him at all. What, what do you know him from? Red Oaks. <laughs> oh. I Yeah, okay. I started following. And then he also... For whatever reason, um, he and Tom Holland sort of occupy a similar spot in my head. Because they look the same. That's okay. Thank you. I was going to say that and I thought you were going to be mad at me. No, um, they I totally look the same. I think he's also in a movie, Submarine. Um, yeah. Submarine. What is Submarine? Underwater? Is something in my... No. No, you wouldn't have seen that. I don't know Submarine. <laughs> also, don't yeah. think he's in Underwater. I just thought that's what you were talking about because I've never heard oh, of Submarine. No. I don't really know him from anything else, but I I recognize him from uh, Red Oaks from all those years ago. But yeah, well, that, I, it could be cute. Rom com is yeah, Platonic and, a rom com? Platonic is uh, not really. We don't need to talk they're, about it. Okay, <laughs> no, like they're platonic. Like you're right, they're platonic friends. It's not really a rom com, but it's like a comedy with. It's just two like people like going through their lives of dating people, being friends with people. There's like rom-com-esque vibes to it, even though it's supposed to be subversive because it's just two friends and they don't become End lovers. together. Got it. But it's I thought not, maybe I had misunderstood. It's not that subversive. Got it. <laughs> Said the hand. <laughs> Still Up comes out this Friday. And that's everything in September, which makes sense because it is September 20th already. Yes. We're almost to actual the first day of fall. I believe it is the 22nd tomorrow oh i thought it was the 21st it's like the 21st into the 22nd other stuff we're excited about i think we've both talked about these um but in october i'm sort of skipping a bunch but can we talk about either lessons in chemistry or upload first and whatever you want girlfriend okay yay it's your podcast too <laughs> i'm just like very excited about those two shows because i feel like those and um, sex education have been in my mind for a while of shows that I, well, Lessons in Chemistry is new, but it's based on a book that I liked. And so it's just all content that I'm just like, I already know that the sub, the base story is good and I'm excited to have more. But Lessons in Don't Chemistry. Don't say that. You're going to perpetuate streamers only making adaptations of stuff we need some original content wait upload is original sex education is original i just meant I those two already have had one season so but I those have know. already had new seasons if you look at this list that we put together there are so many adaptations on it in terms of new shows coming out but you're right i am also very excited for lessons in chemistry so i can't argue with this one this is notable because it stars brie larson everyone's favorite room star slash superhero room is the first thing you think of her in <laughs> wasn't that the first thing that she won an award for the first thing i think of her in still to this day again is sleepover sleepover is making a lot of appearances in this podcast episode wow she's like the mean girl she's the popular girl 
I had completely forgotten she was in Sleepover, but I'm glad Sleepover is making uh, an appearance in this episode of Double Take. It's still relevant 18 years later. But if you are not familiar with Lessons in Chemistry, it is based on the popular novel of the same name by Bonnie Garmus, set in the 1950s. And um, it's about a woman who is a scientist, wants to be taken seriously as a scientist, and she just cannot get any of the patriarchal men except you know one or two here and there to think of her seriously and so she winds up having to make some choices to make money and to try to make people take her seriously and that leads to her um hosting a cooking show it sounds weird but it's a very good story it's just like light and cute and well it's it's light but it's also not like that when you read it you're like oh this was light easy to get through but the underlying concepts are relevant yes it was a very easy read um but with some yeah with some serious topics it was a feel good i'd say like it wasn't but it was it was one that like makes you especially if you're a woman it makes you like feel bad but in the end good because (laughs) it's the kind of book where like the patriarchy is so prevalent but in the end like they don't really win and then so then you as a woman can be like yeah down with the patriarchy but it's also just like cute and funny it's a it's a sort of comedic book very excited that's um apple tv plus october 13th they announced the date for this show in like may i swear i swear it's been on our show for so long and that's unusual for apple tv normally they're like hey there's a show coming out in two weeks we've never told you about it but here it is Mm -hmm. obviously this one had a lot more hype and build up and i just love being able to anticipate a show for so long it just like you were saying like it builds up in my head in a way that sure they could really let me down but it gives me time to anticipate it I feel like that anticipatory time is important it's like we don't see marketing campaigns the way we used to for shows like where you'd see like two months before you'd see a trailer and then you'd see the trailer like every day for like Mm -hmm. weeks and you're like I can't wait for this show we don't get that anymore and kind of bums me out I don't know that I got that at all for Lessons in Chemistry. I don't think I've seen a single preview, but I do remember oh, I have randomly. Not. I haven't either. Just yeah, this I one's have... a weird no, one. I think right. both of us were just randomly looking at the like upcoming shows on Apple TV, and it happened to be there very early. And so for us, we've been just like creating this buildup, but they haven't done a lot of marketing. Yeah, I guess I I'm just pointing out that it's nice to feel anticipation, and totally. typically the way that used to happen was with a marketing campaign. But Apple TV doesn't really do that at all. And so for this one, like I read Lessons in Chemistry earlier in the year, and that's how I learned it was coming out and already had this premiere date, which was so early. The other one that I'm excited about in October is a month away. I'm a little sad that both of like sex education, at least will tide me over for the next barely week. I have to wait a few more weeks for Lessons in Chemistry and then Upload. The third season of Upload is coming out on Prime Video on October 20th, which I can't remember if you if we both watched it if you i kind of vaguely remember you watching it and then i later watched it and didn't tell you about it it's great um it's a sci-fi comedy greg daniels of the office fame uh it's like a lighter sort of mix between you know like your severance not really but kind of and uh the good place it's not fantasy it is sci-fi but it's got elements of those things that's how I think about it in my head. Um, very excited. I would not watch season three without watching the first two seasons, but they're quick and they're easy. And I think there are also only eight episodes each. So get to it. It's such a good binge. Like you could just put this on and watch the whole thing in a day. Watch both seasons in a day and be ready for season three. And I highly recommend that you do. It's funny. It's funny in a goofy way, not in like a dry humor way. In oh, like a kind so- of silly way. Yeah, it was such a nice like breather watch between other things. It just it just hit good notes all the way. It was exactly what I needed uh, at the time that I watched it, and I'm excited for the next uh, the next season to come out. We have to go back a little bit now. Well, I could talk about my top two shows of October. I think Lessons in Chemistry actually would have been in my top two, but I'll say my top two that you haven't already said. Sure. One being the Fall of the House of Usher which is a new Mike Flanagan miniseries. And Mike Flanagan is my hero. Not really. (laughs) If I had a long list of heroes, he'd be on that list though. I think he's so good. He did, for those who don't know, The Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Midnight Club. But he also did um, that The Shining sequel movie, um, Doctor Sleep. 
and various other things. But he is like the king of horror that has psychological undertones, especially with his TV shows like The Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, and now this, the the fall of the House of Usher. They're on the surface. It's a horror show. It's creepy. There's paranormal stuff going on. But the underlying aspect of these shows is there's always something like more psychologically relevant. And there's like, if we were in 11th grade English class, it would be like, well, what's the real message here? And there always is one. And Mm -hmm. not to say it's a homework assignment. It's just really thoughtful, really well done. He's just, he's so good. The show, this show is loosely based on an Edgar Allan Poe story. uh, If that name sounded familiar to you, it's not an adaptation directly of that short story. It's very loosely inspired. And this premise is there's a CEO of a pharmaceutical company who his children start dying and there's a bunch of shady stuff in his past. Very Mike Flanagan. There's like demons and other sort of like sinister entities. And I'm excited because it's Mike Flanagan. And he brought back his same cast that he always works with. It's always the same faces. Rahul Kohli, Carla Gugino, other people whose names I don't know off the top of my head. (laughs) Yeah. October 12th on Netflix. Perfect for spooky season. That is probably my top show of October. I'm hoping it doesn't let me down. He said something sort of weird in an interview earlier in the year. This is his last show in his deal with Netflix. He had like a four series deal. That's why we got Hill House, Fly Manor, Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, and now this. And it sounded at the time in this interview I saw with him that he had some creative differences with Netflix on this show and ended up just being like, yeah, do whatever you want. Because it was his last one with them. I'm hoping I misinterpreted that and that that's not going to be felt when I watch it. But I think he went to Prime. I think his next deal was with Prime. So this is his last Netflix show. Uh, I have not seen any of these, although I know you have suggested if I were to watch anything spooky, I should start somewhere here. I think we remember you. Yeah, sorry, go. Well, I was just going to say Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House is a masterpiece. Like if, if you can get past this sort of spooky sort of jump scare stuff it's so good were you not as thrilled with whatever the most recent like midnight house whatever i can't remember Midnight club was fine it got canceled which i thought was a bummer but like not super surprising uh what was your you said you had a second one that was maybe your your most anticipated other than lessons in chemistry and yes that is lupin which really you haven't seen, right? We just talked about this recently, I think. No, my parents love Lupin. It's like a dad show, but it's not. It's so it's, it's a French show. You have to watch you have to read with watch with subtitles. <laughs> it's like based on a story from like the early 1900s. Lupin, I guess Arsène Arsène Lupin is a a thief or something like that. I don't know. What I don't know what the original story is because this mm. is sort of a not a retelling, but it's about a guy who is inspired by Arsene Lupin. So like in this world, those stories exist and that character exists. Oh. But our lead guy is Asan Diop and he is a gentleman thief. He's like a like a heist like a guy. Like a Robin Hood. You root for him, but he's heisting things. And I love heist. It's a pretty it's a pretty quick watch. Heist stuff is fantastic always. Even when it's not, it's just fun. But this actually is quite good. And the second season wasn't as good as the first, but it was still fun. And it's been a couple of years, I think, since that came out. So I've been excited for this. Nice. Uh I think I mean there are follow- uh, like I've never seen the Gilded Age. Actually, I heard bad things about the Gilded I feel Age. Like you Don't quote me that. on that. But like, I know, that seems I, like a you show. I know. It's on, it's supposed, it's like, it's my assignment for sure. <laughs> I, I would that. think so. I'm not watching it. Yeah. The Gilded Age and something coming out in November, which is not, oh, The Buccaneers. That was the other one. Yeah. That that's are a both you, sort of sure. like my shows. But we can quickly, if you're okay with it, we should just mention the other ones coming out in October in case other people are excited. Our Flag Means Death, which I've been meaning to watch. I, it's, I mean, I like Taika Waititi. It's coming out October 5th. That's season two. Uh, everything now season one is all of the episodes are coming out on october 5th yeah it's the first season so it's a new show 
I'm only interested in it because it's drawing comparisons to Heartstopper and Sex Education. It's another teen show that's supposed to be like a feel good, involves queer characters coming of age. So I might check it out. Another one that is you a you show in my mind, but probably you won't watch if I had to guess. Loki season two. Uh, won't watch. I loved oh, Loki you, season one. Okay, I can't keep track of which I know Marvel that was universe one, they like. Shows. It was one of the ones that was actually really good, and then okay. after that. They all sort of got blah. Okay, well, never mind. Maybe you're very excited about this show. I guess you've got a lot going on in October, don't you? It turns out. Is Tom... Okay, I see now that he is coming back. How old is Tom Hiddleston now? I guess a god can be whatever age he wants to be, so... Yeah, it's not like he's playing a high school character. He's fine. Yeah, very, very true. And then later in October, we have October 27th and October 29th, getting close to Halloween. There are no Halloween releases. I'm a little... I'm like... Uh, but miniseries called fellow travelers and the gilded age which we just mentioned season two maybe i'll try to watch season one before season two comes out so i can write about both i'll talk quickly about the gilded age it's a period drama which is why it's my purview uh and it's like old versus new money themes the gilded age that that checks out um in 19th century new york i really know nothing else about it except it's like those vibes so yeah i don't I'll really report either. back later uh, and that's uh, on Max. And then Fellow Travelers, I don't know anything about, but it comes out on October 27th on Showtime, which I don't have, so I can't watch it. <laughs> it's one of those shows that I read the premise and I'm like, I bet you that this is going to be good and it could even be award-winning, unless it's bad. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> but it's one of those shows that sounds interesting and sounds like important. It's a love story and political thriller. It's about two gay men in McCarthy era Washington. So a time where it's, uh, you know, not as accepted to be so gay. it could be dull, but it could it be could, really good. That's the thing. I'm like, it could be good, but I feel like I've been burned by these being boring. Yeah. Whenever I hear McCarthy era, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and depending on how much love story versus political thriller it is, it could be the perfect blend of excitement and drama. And it could be great, but. I am always a little nervous when I read premises like that. I hear you on that. Going into November, we're nearing the end of our lists um, of what will be coming back in fall. I, November's well, still fall. We're gonna November's fall. We are at the end with November. There are seven things in November I put on this list. I would say I'm excited about Ooh, zero. I'm not really, really? feeling any of these. Oh. I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch at least four of them, if not all of them. But like, in terms of feeling really pumped, I would sure. say I'm most pumped for probably what you're least pumped about. Can you guess? Uh, let me let me look. If you quick scan and one is like an immediate no to you, is it the murder at the end of the world. <laughs> no, actually, it's oh. not. But that one does sound good. No, I was going to say it's Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I would have thought that was oh. a no for you pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That was, I mean, that was going to be my second guess, but that's a fair, that's a fair I guess. I thought it was a, one of those like prehistoric planet shows at first on Apple TV's page when I was looking because oh, it's that a picture of what I thought was a dinosaur. And I was like, oh, another one of these. Ugh. It's funny how much we diverge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope people like that. I... I've learned that this is the newest MonsterVerse project, and I didn't even know it was called that, so I was really excited to learn that. What MonsterVerse that is the name for the group of projects that include Godzilla versus Kong and all the all the other like oh, Godzilla that one, sure. <laughs> movies that have come out in the last two years. I'm sure you've seen none of them. Millie Bobby Brown was in at least one of them that I saw. Can't I remember like Jurassic which one. Park. It might have been Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong was fun. Jurassic Park is not in the monster verse doesn't i know i will now i her. now i know that that exists but i just okay it's like five movies that have come out in the last like three or four years made by legendary pictures i don't know who t who coined it monster verse but someone did and this Catchy. is the first i think series in the monster verse and monarch is the name of the sort of like shady organization that's been meddling with godzilla and kong and bringing them back and now in the last movie in the MonsterVerse, humans know about the Titans and like coexist. So it's from the premise sort of giving Jurassic World 3. Was it the third one? 
where yeah where they just like coexist you haven't seen those have you the newest I've seen... jurassic park no i've only <laughs> like seen the, the first jurassic world okay yeah that was the best one by the third one it was pretty terrible but this was well i shouldn't i'm so excited for this because i feel like <laughs> it could be good i like monster movies and kurt and okay. wyatt russell star they are father and son in real life and they are playing the same character in this over like a 50-year timeline it's oh that's fun so it's following two siblings as they explore their family's connection to that shady organization that i discussed that'll be on apple tv on november 17th and the other one that you mentioned i am also excited about so maybe the two i'm most excited about are the two you're least excited about and the other one is a murder at the end of the world which i'm only interested in because it's a mystery thriller and i read those words and my ears perk up (laughs) i don't know anything else about it though I'm not disinterested in this one. I just thought maybe you would think that I was just for the title. But I it's I did watch the OA. It's from the OA creators. I had some thoughts about the OA. I don't know if you've seen them. We can maybe I never unearth saw those it. thoughts later. That does intrigue me. And then also uh, it stars Emma Corrin, who is in The Crown. This is actually one of the shows that was supposed to premiere in August and was pushed back to November, I think, because of strike activities. But yeah, because they wanted their actors yeah. to be able to promote it. Yeah, that comes out on Hulu in November, November 14th. So which of these are you excited about? Can you guess uh, at all? The or Buccaneers. Just... Number one, yeah. The Buccaneers. Number two, yeah. I actually don't know if there's a number two. I just know you'd be interested in The Buccaneers. I read All the Light We Cannot See, so I'm kind of interested. It's not like I'm, I'm a pump to see this because I also just recently watched another story about like a similar time period, Fargo if I could catch up, I I do like the Fargo series. So Fargo, the Buccaneers and all the light we cannot see. I would say you're correct. The Buccaneers is like new and interesting. And the other two I have on my radar is like, oh, this is, this could be good. So the Buccaneers season one, which we've mentioned a couple of times, I don't know if we've actually said exactly what it is, but it's essentially the daughters of like the newly wealthy American families are on the way back to London to get themselves a a husband, an aristocrat, aristocrat, not an aristocrat. Uh, and that one's on Apple TV Plus. comes out November 8th. And then Fargo season five comes out November 13th. If you're unfamiliar with Far- Fargo, you should at least watch the movie. But the series is pretty good as well. And then All the Light We Cannot See based on a book comes out November 2nd. I'm kind of jumping all around here. But those are the ones that I'm maybe most excited about. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the seasons of Fargo. Well, I have also not seen the movie. So I don't know why I said it like that. But I didn't realize until I was writing this list that Fargo is an anthology series. So I might watch this season because I love Juno oh, yeah. Temple and she stars in this season. And she's in Ted Lasso for those who that name didn't ring a bell for. She's Keely. Mm-hmm. And also starring in this season, crazy list of people, John Hamm, Jennifer Jason Lee, Joe Keery from Stranger Things, and mm-hmm. Lamorne Morris from New Girl. Do you... Do you did you like the Fargo movie? I feel like you would like this series a oh, lot. I just said I haven't seen it. Oh, I totally missed that. Sorry, I don't know what I was doing when you said so that. So I don't know if I like it or not. But based on this cast list alone, I would like to watch this season. Do you like Coen Brothers movies in general? Yeah, I do. I just haven't seen Fargo. I mean, it's probably on my list. Movies are I don't get to further them down right now. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'm I'm excited for this one. I think you would like it as well. I think I'll watch that. I would say I'm less excited for All the Light We Cannot See. I also read the book. The book was good. It was one of those books where it happens a lot with historical fiction books where I'm like, is this really super well written and Mm -hmm. great? Or do we just all feel like we have to say it's great because it's like a tragic story? This is important. Yeah. Right. And with this one, at least I did think it was well written. Some of them, some of these historical fiction books are just like, very basic with their prose. I actually thought this one was good, if not a little, a little lengthy. I think it could have been cut down a, a bit. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I guess that's the only thing that makes me a little worried for it in series form is just that it might be a little dry. And it worries me that it's on Netflix because oh, their track fair. record is not great. I was excited because I haven't I feel like I haven't seen Hugh Laurie in anything in a while. And also Mark Ruffalo. Like those two. I'm excited to see them in I'll hold out hope. You know what? I will. I'm I'm not super stoked, but I will watch it and I am hoping it's good. 
what was the other one you said? The Buccaneers. I'm at a, I'm at a 0% interest on that one, but let me know how it is. I just, I read like it's set in the 1900s or early 1900s or set in the late 1800s. And my brain just blanks out. Like I just, I'm assuming this will be a less, uh, this will be like a Bridgerton, but less. Oh, how do I say this? I think people who like Bridgerton might like this, but more likely, oh, I don't, never mind. Don't, I'm I, not don't try to, I don't like Bridgerton. Right. I know. I don't, I wasn't trying. I was just trying to say, I think this will be like not more serious, but like a little bit less taking liberties with the time period the way that, um, that Bridgerton does. Like, I don't know that there'll be, I mean, yeah, it's not historical fiction, but it's still, I just, something about, period dramas man i don't know what to tell you it's not my thing it's baffling to me it's it's just a feeling and what else is on this list for all mankind is one that i tried to watch like the first two episodes of season one and i couldn't get into it but i hear great things and that comes back for a fourth season november 10th have you seen that no but i also uh, i mean yeah it shows up on my my apple tv screen every once in a while but no i have not watched my dad says good things i couldn't get into it but it was giving Man in the High Castle a little bit. Like, it's an alternate mm-hmm. history. So the Soviet Union beat us in the space race in this show. And I can't figure out if it follows from there or it sounds like each season is sort of a different period of time from there. Because season four's premise said something about, like, the early 2000s. So I'm interested. It's just an undertaking. It's 10 hours, you know, 10 episodes, one hour each for three seasons. So that's... In my world, that ends up being a lot. It feels like a lot. Another book adaptation on the list, which I said there were a lot. Have you read Black Cake? I have not. I haven't either. It's one of those that pops up every time I'm on like the Discover page on Goodreads. It's on there. Mm. It's like trending with members or most read this week. It's like a hugely popular book by Charmaine Wilkerson. I don't really know what it's about. It was described as a family drama wrapped in a murder mystery. And oh. I hear the words murder mystery, and again, I'm, <laughs> I'm piqued, but I don't know if it's – sometimes they say that, but it's really more drama than mystery, and I don't know which one this is, but it's another series adaptation, eight episodes on Hulu on November 1st. I might watch it. I don't really know. I'll have to see a trailer. Yeah, my thought for that is, like, should I read the book first? Should I – like, I, what's going to be better? The what, what order is preferable? But I will likely just hold off. And watch all the other shows that I'm excited about for the fall first. Yeah, there's a lot. Or there's enough. There's not a lot, which might bring us into our next topic. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be brief, even though the list of delayed and pushback, that's the same thing said twice, uh, of delayed shows is long. Our talking about them can be short because it's just kind of depressing. Um, There are a number of things that were set to come out this fall, specifically network shows, because they have their schedules out so far in advance that are now being quite obviously pushed back most notable Abbott Elementary season three which we are both upset about I'm assuming others that were supposed to come out in fall but are now just sort of TBD not a a new air date has not been announced are like the law and orders your shows like Chicago Fire Ghosts Ghosts I'm sad about yeah which you just wrote about actually season two and then a bunch of streaming service shows actually also have been pushed. For example, Billions, the final season, season seven. I have not gotten into Billions, but I have meant to. So this doesn't really affect me, but I know a lot of people are upset. I don't think that's still good. You think seven seasons later, it's still good? I don't know. Matt, Matt oh, watches no it, idea. but I don't think he's as into it as he used to be. Okay, well, then maybe this isn't a huge blow. Um, same for Big Mouth. I don't know who's still... I watched the first few seasons of Big Mouth, but I kind of dropped off that um, season eight is the final season and they were six weeks into the script when the strike delayed the finish. They were originally slated to finish in August, 1923. Again, something that I haven't watched. So I don't feel personally affected by, but is also delayed indefinitely. That was meant to begin filming in June. True Detective on HBO. The new release is January, 2024 rather than fall. Um, Hacks, which I think we will both care about was supposed to be May of 2023 and is now TBD. And then Yellowstone on Paramount Plus was all supposed to be this fall uh, with no date in sight. I'm assuming, I mean, hoping that once they go through the talks, we'll start to see these shows slot back into, you know, uh, non-TVD 
calendar and we should start to get excited for them. And then one that I hadn't heard of, but I was going to ask you about Echo on Disney Plus. It was supposed to come out in November and now it's been pushed to January. Yeah, that had a release date and everything. So I don't know if they're pushing that just because they can't promote it or like the actors I kind can't of promote think so. it yeah. or if it's because it wasn't fully finished, but they had a premiere date. I never truly know in that case because sometimes they have a premiere date, but they know they're not actually done. They just know how long it's going to take them. Mm-hmm. Echo is another Marvel like spinoff or a new character or something like that. I like only tangentially knew about it. I don't I don't know all the details of it. That's like obviously not an exhaustive list, but those are some of the things that either I thought we would find important or uh, I know that other people watch and might be interested to know what is actually not coming back in the fall. Like they said it would. A lot of these were November shows. Um, so it's not like they would have been coming out next week, but still it's a little bit sad that we'll just have fewer things to watch. I mean, I think we're going to feel it in the fall for sure. Our lists have like half as many shows as like the same time last year. And that's because of some of the shows you mentioned. There are other ones also that you didn't mention. Not Dead Yet was one that I watched the first season of that was supposed to be back. They pushed it to, they pushed it to mid season, but that could get pushed again it just depends on the strikes so yeah i don't think we'll have a lot to watch compared to how much we normally have in the coming months and then depending on how long this goes out further i think what'll be even worse i think what we'll feel more is like the first few months of 2024 Mm -hmm. because if we're we've got this list right now and that's everything that was able to be finished before the strikes nothing is being made right now so it's one thing to have less to watch right now it's another to think about early 2024. What we're going to be missing. Yeah. So that's sad. Well, pretty much any show that I watch, like the next season production has been delayed. I mean, nothing's being made right now. So yeah, everything's delayed. Everything's pushed. Anything that you thought was coming out at a certain time is not coming out at that time. It, that includes every show you watch right now. And I watch and those listening watch. And that is depressing. And what a fun note that we've ended on. <laughs> Might be time for me to either do a podcast or make a list of all of my favorite British TV shows <laughs> and all of my like period dramas that come from, you know, like PBS and not that they are writing new shows right now, but uh, there are a lot of episodes and people might not know about all of the deep. Well, England's cuts. not on strike. The English. England writers- is not, but. There are some shows that I'm mentioning that are actually affiliated with with some of the production companies. So I'm thinking about subscribing to BritBox. Hell yeah. I wholeheartedly Do I don't, but I but my brother I feel like you does. should. You know? Yeah. Some of those creds, girl. And Acorn. I wanna so watch long. Happy Valley. I've heard really, really good things about it. I have not seen it. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 